everybody. Hello. And welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. And I'm going to say, I want to say it this time. So you say what I say. Why are we here, Micah? Well, no, you got to say it's the podcast that oh, exists. This why. is the podcast that exists. Why, Micah? To prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. Great start. <laughs> um, and we are talking about Thor Love and Thunder mm-hmm. today, which came out on Friday, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things right off the bat. Now, first of all, if you if you don't know when we cover a new movie, we keep it spoiler free and then we have a little spoiler section. So you can tune in right now. Um, but this is also a unique movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's because this is the first time a character, a solo character, has had a fourth movie. Yeah. Which is kind of shocking when you think about it. Of all the characters, Thor was the first one to get to four. Weird. And it seems like... But it makes sense he's, like, among the last few that aren't dead from Avengers. Right. We said spoiler free of the whole universe. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, it it was kind of a weird moment when I realized that because I was like, oh, there's so many of these movies and I've seen Thor so many times that it it almost feels like by this time, what we should be at like six or seven Thor, right? Because he's been in so many movies, but this is his fourth solo movie. Crazy. Now, here is something I wanted to talk about right out the gate. Are you prepared? Tell me you're prepared. I'm prepared. Okay. We are about halfway through Marvel Phase 4. So, what how do you think how do you think it's going so far? Love it every second of it. Well, that's not true because Eternals was a disaster, but yeah. love it most of the seconds of it. Well, it's interesting because, so they kicked it off with Black Widow, and now that we've had a little hindsight, it's been out for a year. That movie's been out only for a year? Yeah. Came out July 9th. That's a very forgettable movie to me. It is. At this point. But like I said, most of the seconds, I'm into. Yeah. So we we kicked it off with that, and it was okay. Yeah. Then we got to Shang-Chi. Loved it. Loved it. Would put it high on yeah, my Marvel list. Put it pretty dang high. You put uh, a couple of dragons in a movie, probably going to like it. Yeah. Cool story. Cool new hero. A bit of a risk. Yeah. Nobody knows who Shang-Chi is. Then we go with Eternals. Terrible train wreck. Awful movie. Hate it. Doesn't exist. Uh, I don't think we're going to be hearing a lot more from the Eternals. No. Unless they're integrated into other movies. Yeah. Then we got Spider-Man No Way Home. The best of the new Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Well, potentially. Far From Home is really good, too. I think this one is the best one. But I do, too. But they've all been better than the last. Yeah. It's pretty insane, actually. It truly is. Um, we got Doctor Strange, which ripped. Probably my favorite so far. Yeah. I would... And that's saying Spider-Man was really good. Yeah. I mean, you know I'm putting Spider-Man yeah. above that. Yeah. And then now we have Thor. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just interesting because I'm starting to see articles and people talking about, like, what is this? Like, what is phase four? And we've kind of had this conversation off mic, but I wanted to bring it for, on mic. I think it's a valid question. 
Yeah. We had so we had years of what, a, is, what is phase four building to? Yeah, we had years of preparation to one of the craziest movie events of all time. Yeah. And it so it is like, okay, now what's next? Right. But instead, we're we're breathe, we get to breathe a little bit. I mean, some pretty nuts things have happened in yeah. the series, but they they feel very self-contained. Yeah. Well, to even each movie. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That was it. Okay. Um even Eternals, which I really did hate. It yeah. was a bad movie. Um that movie didn't try to like bring in other characters or rely on that. It was like it was an an Eternals movie. Yeah. Um and I think that this movie even though the Guardians are in it for a brief uh moment, I, it was like, "Oh, this is like just about Thor and his characters. This is not like building to a larger universe, nothing like that. It's just his story. Um, Doctor Strange being a movie that's about the multiverse, I thought was going to maybe get out of hand, but I was still excited about that element. But it was pretty much about Doctor Strange yeah, and his cast of characters. And so we're getting introduced to all these new heroes, these new villains, and there are people that are that are confused because there isn't like this Thanos level threat sitting there. Yeah. But I remember us talking probably in our in-game episode about how it would be great if Marvel kind of pumped the brakes. We did say that. We were ahead of the curve. I'm pretty sure we said that. Is it curb or curve? It's curve. Curve, I think. Yeah. Um uh and I think one of us argued, or both of us or me said, hey. If if they pump the brakes a little bit, it will make the sting and the intensity of Thanos simmer and feel like it really was that epic. I want some fallout. Yeah. What's and Spider Man was the like the best example of that. Yeah. A fallout, like how it's affected people and stuff. But um, yeah, that's what I wanted, and that's I think pretty much what we're getting. And I do think it is the best time to introduce new characters. Yeah, you're one top of, them, of the world. One of them was a a flaming ball of poop. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them was wonderful and beautiful. Oh, which one was Chang that? Chi. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying. But uh, yeah. And then we have this movie. So yeah, the, the trailers that I saw were pretty good at not revealing anything of what the movie is other than the first one I even saw, they didn't even reveal Christian Bale. I never saw him before. This Me neither, but I knew that there was a trailer that did. Yeah. Um, but, I, but it was like, it just felt like more like, these are some themes that we'll be exploring. Not, this is what needs to happen in order for, I don't know, big event thing. Right. Right. So I was pretty into that. And it, I think it, cause you had been, seeing some reactions and reviews to this movie prior to seeing it. Yeah. Of like Thor Love and Thunder is fun. I guess. Yeah. Just fun though. And uh, it's it that kind of was like a oh, crap. Yeah. Like for me, Ragnarok is a good movie, but it has diminishing returns. Yeah. So it's like, man, is this just am I gonna feel like Ragnarok again where it's like, this is pretty good. Well, and, and we have to asterisk that our thoughts on Ragnarok are a bit uh, unusual. Because yeah. most people put that in their like top three or four. And Marvel I'm not movies. saying it's really bad, but it just falls into some classic bad Thor things for me. Yep. See our episode on it if yeah. you want to hear more. But this movie, 
was just what I needed. And I think they, I mean, I, they're pretty good at making good decisions, you know, what Thor needed in all of this craziness of Marvel. Yeah. I think they nailed it. And, and I think from what I have gathered from reactions and people, um, I'm not necessarily seeing a lot of people saying that they hate this movie or anything, but I think that we may get some people that uh, message us after this episode and are like, you guys liked that movie a lot? Like, that's kind of crazy. Um, but I think I like this movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was sweet. It was a sweet movie. I think it was a little too funny, but yeah, I think it was sweet. Well, this is not... Uh, so I liked this movie a lot. I would not say I loved it. Yeah. I would not say that this is A-level Marvel. Yeah. I put it at a nice B+. Um, but I would... What what will confuse people, because most people love Ragnarok so much, is I would put this above Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, after sitting with it for a little bit. I would, too. And that might not help you if you're trying to decide whether you should see this movie because you're probably, you probably love that movie. And I like that movie. But that movie's biggest issue for me was the villain. Absolutely. And what's funny is through then the first two Thor movies, they're not actually that bad. It's Earth stuff that just the sucks in yeah. Thor. It's always like, just take us to Asgard and just have the whole movie set there, please. Yeah. So in Ragnarok, none of it's set on Earth, pretty much. Uh, and there's a lot of it set on Asgard. And uh-huh. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I don't like this. This is boring. Um, but I understand it's like big classic Thor stuff that they're getting yeah. through. And I do think like the story base level is like, this is so good and important for Thor as a character. Yeah, this yeah. movie and what he goes through is so good, but the as the Cape Blanchett stuff was just so boring. It was so yeah. boring and so like tropey for to me like female villain stuff. Well, and and when people talk about Thor Ragnarok, I never hear people talk about no. that. That's part of the movie. They're always talking about Hulk, Jeff Goldblum, the Battle Planet, Jeff Goldblum, and all that stuff. That's like A plus Marvel. Yeah, I love that but stuff. But then the other stuff is like C minus Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, you're you're still stuck in your old ways. Yeah. But this movie didn't have that for me. Yeah. All of it was pretty great. I, I think in a weird way, like I think the good parts of Ragnarok maybe hit higher than the good parts in this movie, but there's too much more fun, interesting stuff and more of a mixed bag in this movie that I think it it, it goes above Ragnarok for yeah. me. Like, I don't know if it quite reaches the heights, although I do think the Christian Bale stuff is, like, excellent. Oh, so Christian Bale. And I know yeah. it's, like, there. no, we'll just get into it a little bit, but... He was good. I'll just say this uh, before we get into spoilers. When the when the movie started and that whole first scene, I was like, this is pretty cool. Dude, I know. This and is pretty cool. So this is my thing. with. I guess I'll just get into it. My <laughs> thing with Christian Bale. Um, guys, he was my first celebrity crush. I carry around a picture of him that I took out of a magazine in my purse for a long time. I loved Christian Bale. I don't agree with that part of my life anymore. I think it's kind of funny and embarrassing. You don't agree with it. <laughs> um, but I loved Christian Bale so much. And it was all Batman. Yeah. Like all the reason for it. And I would watch anything I could get my hands on that was Christian Bale. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, 
when you're younger, I know it wasn't that much that long ago, but you know, years have passed and everything. Some weird stuff you find out about a, someone you like yeah and it's like maybe he's not as cool or good as i think he is and i don't even mean just personal life i just mean like acting and talent and all this stuff like maybe he's just kind of like now washed up i don't even like that phrase though because i don't i don't even think that yeah i've never but i think i've, I've no, never gone that way with i think him. i've just part of me is like am i tired of him yeah i think that's where i was going but hearing he was cast in this movie, I was like, that's an interesting choice. And oh, they are always, you, no, they no. always nail casting. Jordan, that was not your reaction. When I was not, when I, was I upset. told you, no, when I told you, you were like, Christian Bale's <laughs> okay, so in Thor? I guess that you were all that I'm so stoked. is actually not true, but I think it's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess I'm still in love with Christian Bale. But, but, uh, yeah, so then seeing, you were seeing him in this movie and like immediately I was like, Oh yeah, this is so good. Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, I I I think he's really good in this. And um, and we saw the trailer for David O. Russell's new movie that he stars in. Yeah, and wow, man, I'm excited for that. And that's kind of saying a lot because David O. Russell is kind of annoying to me these days. So I, I'm pretty into that that movie. I know. I'm like I'm yeah. I want to see that movie. And as it's well. like yeah, use Christian Amsterdam? Bale. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but but so speaking to, uh, you know, I mentioned that like maybe this movie has a little bit more of a mixed bag. Um, I think that's kind of the interesting Taika maybe taking a little leap of faith in this movie instead of just sticking to like nailing this like just kind of Ragnarok esque movie again. Um, because the tone is a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um. It kind of works for me, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I do see, I guess I, I feel like this movie kind of goes under that category that I sometimes have where I'm like, it does maybe A, B, and C so awesome, and then D and E, it doesn't do great, and F, it does kind of bad, but the the A, B, and C are interesting enough that that I don't really care about the rest. Yeah. A perfect example of this, and this is a very mild spoiler, is they go to a place called the Shadow Realm in this movie. Yeah. And it's shot in black and white. Yeah. And when that happened, I was, I mean, in the theater, I was like, all of my complaints are kind of gone because this is really cool. I know, man. And so it's hard for me to dislike a movie that does something that is so specifically what I am into as far as looking at movies yeah, <laughs> i'm just like that is exactly what i like to see so i'm pretty excited yeah um yeah and i know the movie has gotten a lot of criticism for its special effects what do you mean and well there's a lot of janky stuff in this like what i the goats well i i think i made i i, I feel like we're going out on a limb here because i think it's kind of universally like everyone's like this movie Special effects wise is awful, right? We can all agree. What? I'm getting that impression from the internet. I didn't necessarily feel like this movie was less good looking than, say, the movie we always bag on that people also love, Winter Soldier. What are people talking about? <laughs> well, there there was a, there was one shot that sticks out in my head uh, where they land the goat boat, and it was like, whoa, that's crazy how that looked. Like it just didn't. I think makes I, sense. I've reached a point 
maybe it's spe- especially Marvel or something. Yeah. Where that stuff doesn't even phase me anymore because right. this literally is impossible what I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I just don't even care. And I, I think I, well, I, I will credit RRR with this, even though I think I was more aligned with this than before seeing that movie. Cause that movie's really heavy special effects too. And a lot of it's like not great, but I don't care what? even a tiny bit. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about though? Yeah. Cause it's highly stylized. It's so style. That movie though. Uh, I, I you agree. Know what I mean? Cause I would agree. never, I would yes. never say anything negative about that. Oh no, yes. Agree. Your point is valid. It makes sense. Okay. And, and I get the comparison you're making. The, RRR though, and I would say Bahubali as well. Yeah, those those three movies like fall under this category though, where like even when it looks bad, or like is a special effect that maybe isn't as good as it should be, it, it is so stylized that it just it's feels like, like that's men, how the world men works. are catapulted and are all hugging each other as a human shield to get over a barrier. Yeah, that looks. I've cool. never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This movie. Two screaming goats are pulling this bow yeah. on a rainbow. I've never seen that before. I know. I'm not yeah. saying it was I was like taken aback by it or anything. The Bahu Bali thing I was, believe me. Yeah. But you know, it's like I just don't even notice if it looks atrocious unless it looked atrocious, atrocious yeah. or something. I don't know. Well and People I think, need to calm down. I think there's some I think there's some green screeny stuff, you know, like that person standing there and but to me, it didn't bother me. I didn't really notice much, even having heard that before going into the movie. But I think it's also coupled with there's someone on Reddit who allegedly worked on the movie and is kind of talking about how, like, the working conditions at Marvel and Disney for visual effects artists is, like, insane. Do they and mean wrong. any visual effects artists of any company? I think so. Because it's <laughs> not a desirable job in yeah. a lot of ways. But But basically, I think... That kind of coming out, and I, you know, it's Reddit. How do we know yeah. for real? But I mean, I think we can assume Disney is mistreating employees. That's not outside of the realm not of possibility. Disney. That's impossible. But, uh, you know, so it, it does make sense. Yeah. But um, I thought that this movie was the first Thor movie that actually took advantage of it being based on Thor. Yeah, as far as imagination, the, I saw that the goats are in the comics and in mythology. That's something that like oh, Thor I just saw has. mythology, but they're in the comics too. That's what I saw. I don't read the comics, so I wow. can't confirm that. That's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It it just felt like this movie was was the first time because we we talked a lot in Thor one and two how it's like it felt like can you just commit to to being gods and having wacky stuff yeah and then ragnarok i feel like goes very wacky but it's like this is all silly though because he's a god and then this movie it's still you know i could use a little more earnestness in a thor movie personally but i do think this movie was a little bit more like oh we're not just gonna make fun of everything yeah although they did actually i think there was a little too much of that this is interesting though go ahead uh, My point is moot. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is the biggest he's ever been in this movie. Physically the biggest he's ever been. Okay. I just think it's worth noting. Yeah. Uh, he got up to 231 pounds for this role. That's uh, mass. Uh, yeah, he's His four long... foot tall, so that's huge. Yeah. This extent of muscular 
literature required Hemsworth to eat at least eight times a day during the duration of filming to maintain all the muscle mass he had acquired. That's crazy. I what's funny is I don't I didn't notice, but I I, like oh he's he's big, but yeah. but I do think because I also saw that the, like a quote from uh, Chris Pratt, uh-huh. who is like in awe of him apparently yeah, like yeah. during the filming like he well let's let, it was just kind of funny um people are going to be ast- this is what chris pratt said people are going to be astounded when they see what he's brought for thor 4 it's actually next level he's ratcheted it up to another level i was just in awe of his presence he's a man god in real life he's really got guns he looks great <laughs> <laughs> is that one I don't know. This is just a quote, like an IMDb. But is it one quote or yeah. is it like... No, it's one quote. So he's just sitting there rambling about Chris Hemsworth. He was in awe of it, apparently. Well, I think it's time and to... people love Chris Pratt whenever he has something to say. <laughs> I think it's time to call out my dad right now. Yeah. So though there have been, you know, negative negative uh, f- critics and, and feedback to this movie, there's one man who saw this movie preview night... Before we even had a chance to see it, he didn't want to wait for us to get back from a trip. He wanted to see it, and that is my dad. And he, I'm sure he's listening right now. And he he texts us after the movie, thumbs up. Two thumbs up. He was excited. And this is, I, I'm outing you here a little bit, Dad, with with uh, your, your man crush. Um, so my dad started listening to our podcast like maybe a year and a half ago. And he was kind of like, do you think I should watch these Marvel movies? And I go, I think you would really like them. You should. So he started watching them. And then one day, lo and behold, I just get this text from him that says, man, that Chris Hemsworth is a good looking guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just never heard him say something like that. Yeah. And, um, and so when, when you're saying this Chris Pratt thing and his quotes about, about Chris Hemsworth. I guess he just. I think my dad was people. probably in the theater going, "Man, he's got guts. Man, that's a great looking guy." <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I'll have to send him a text, make sure he's okay with me talking about him. Uh, but I'm sure he will be. But yeah, so this movie's written by Taika. Wai- I mean, it's directed by Taika Waititi. It is written by Taika and Jennifer Caton Robinson, who did. Do you remember that movie that popped up on? Uh, HBO Max, uh, Unpregnant. No. It was like a road trip comedy with two girls. Okay. I didn't see it, but I just remember seeing the she poster. Wrote she wrote it. Um, she's kind of newish. Cool. Like, like, I think her first credit was 2016. So, oh, wow. Um, nothing that I recognized outside of that, and mm-hmm. I only kind of recognized it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cinematographer, cinemat- cinematographer is Barry Iodone. I I doing I D O I N E and he has done the cinematography on a bunch of Mandalorian episodes and he did uh, the camera operating on some True Detective episodes additional photography which season which season which season I wasn't sure <laughs> uh, additional photography on Vice second unit on Rogue One so I think right now he's starting to become like a like the cinematographer but he's done a lot of credits of like worked on the camera additional shooting so mm-hmm. he's like working his way up which is pretty cool mm-hmm. y- you go girl what? um i just using that phrase okay you go girl um <laughs> i don't know why it's confusing 
Uh, Michael Giacchino did the music. We can't stop talking about this guy. Yeah. Can any franchise... Do you know there are other composers, right? I don't think people do know anymore. I, I think... Uh, what's his name? Retired. They're like, Hans is out. Michael Giacchino is in. Uh, who's the big guy? Uh, John Williams? Yeah. John, oh, John yeah. Williams retired. And now all people can think of is there's that Hans guy and there's that Michael guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he did the music as well as uh, Nami Mulamad. And she has done Star Trek New Worlds and Star Trek Prodigy. And she also did the score for The Woman in the House Across the Street from The Girl in the Window. Okay. So, um, yeah. Got some new blood in, in Marvel, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, the movie has a $250 million budget. And now we have a couple of things to go over. Waititi said that he did not want to make Ragnarok again. He wanted to do something that he hadn't done before, and so that's why he focused more on, in his mind, making this a romance film, because he mm -hmm. had never made a romance film before. So there's that. Uh, it seems as though it's... Uh, there was just kind of like, whoa, how'd you... Like, why is Natalie Portman back? Mm -hmm. Because she hasn't been involved in the movie since Dark World. Uh, she didn't even do any shooting on Endgame. Uh, and it sounds like she met with Taika... And he was just like, I want your character to be funny. I want your character to have a new direction. I want to do all this other stuff. You know, what do you think? And then after the one meeting, she was like, okay, I want to do it. Cool. Um, which also brings up something very funny. I did read uh, like last week that um, Taika asked. So Taika's, I think his next movie is supposed to be a Star Wars movie. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be the next like main Star Wars movie and someone was asking him about it and he said that he asked Natalie Portman while they were shooting this movie if she'd ever be interested in being in a Star Wars movie. To which she said, I have been in a Star Wars movie. That's embarrassing, man. <laughs> She's kind of one of the main characters of the whole series. Yeah. But what I think weirdly... It's kind of encouraging to me because I'm like, oh, that's how little Taika cares about the prequels. He didn't even remember <laughs> Natalie Portman <laughs> was in them. That is a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> we may be in great hands. Probably won't be hearing about midi-chlorians and <laughs> no. trade tariffs. No. Um, I mean, I think he also said, like, it just slipped my mind, yeah. which I, I can understand, yeah. you know. Um, but that is pretty funny. Yeah. And that means he had enough fun with her on set and, like, a good time that he's like, she would be really good in a Star Wars <laughs> movie. <laughs> Um, and then finally, uh, Goldblum and Peter Dinklage were cut, but they were in this movie, but their scenes Goldblum's were cut. Character, no, he didn't die. No. Peter Dinklage. Why? Uh, he's the... Oh, the giant, the giant dude. Yeah, yeah. With the star. Um. I'm curious what he would even have to do with this movie, other than forging the thing. Probably why he was cut. Okay. I would bet. And then Lena Headey, uh, who is one of the main Game of Thrones women. Okay. Uh, she ha she had been cast and she was cut as well. Okay, just Don't, pointing that okay. out for the for the GOT heads. Yeah, and um, in this movie they use this special rig, which I've never heard of, that captures multiple lighting setups at the same time. What? How does that even work? So within a single shot at a high frame rate, it it shoots it in such a way that 
Waititi said he was able to like choose what lighting he wanted to use when they were editing the movie. What? Yeah. How does that work? I don't know, and that's that kind like of it insane. Saves so much time, right? Unless it takes a long time to set up. <laughs> yeah, but like, oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe that's some of the stuff that people are are like seeing when they're saying that it like looks so bad. Maybe it's kind of this new technology that our eyes like aren't used to or something. And we're that yeah. ahead of the curve, you and I. Sure. No, we're ahead of the curve oh. on that one. You're ahead of the curve. Okay. So hit me with some actors. Let's go. I just want to say this other little fun trivia that I didn't even think about, but I think is fun. And it's not a spoiler. It's not. So Korg's god, Ninny Nani. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Sits on the throne of scissors because in rock, paper, scissors... The game, Rock Beat Scissors. That's so stupid. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, there really aren't new actors to speak of, funny enough, in this movie. What about the kid? There are. Oh, okay. I'm just okay. saying not really. Okay. But we get Russell Crowe in this movie, who plays Zeus. Um, don't really know what to tell you if you don't know who Russell Crowe is. He yeah. is uh, in Gladiator, Les Mis, A Beautiful Mind, and a million other things. I, I just want to point out... you. <laughs> He's one of the greatest actors. Yeah. And and the second movie you listed is like his worst performance ever. <laughs> well, I like the movie, so. The movie's great. It's a bad performance by him, though. It's just, it was just funny that that, that of all the movies, you're like, Les Mis. Take it up with two. him. Don't take it up with me. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Kieran L. Dyer plays Axel. Okay. Um, he is also in Jingle Jingle. Oh, okay. You know what that is? I've never heard of that. Oh, The Brilliant World of Tom gates and that's about it and unbeatable so he is just getting started and then i noticed that john brew who you might not recognize his name uh is in this movie he is the guy who plays the god at the beginning of the movie and all in gold who he was definitely like that character was definitely like cgi'd mostly if you notice that felt that looked weird but it felt felt like a choice it felt like a choice i was fine with it because he's a god, he's like not real. He, if, you yeah, know what I, I mean. I felt like that whole sequence. Um, it, it all looked like I. I guess you could argue it was bad, but it all felt you know like we're watching a, a, a Tollywood movie. Like it felt like oh, this is just like a, a. This is how they wanted to make it. This really weird looking thing. Yeah. So no issues. But Johnny Brew, who plays him. Uh, is in what we do in the shadows. He is the other vampire. So you have Jemaine, you have Taika, you have that guy. What? Yeah. Which makes, I mean, him and Taika obviously have worked together. So Are you talking about like the gold one? The one that was sitting there all strange? The gold one? The god? Yeah. He's in, which vampire is he? I don't understand. He's that vampire. Oh my gosh, he's he just looked so much older than in this movie then also i don't think i mean he's not real in the movie i mean it's his face yeah no i i see it now i just like i don't think i ever would have put that together in like no me neither so when i was like looking through actors i was like i recognize that face who is that and i was very happy to see that weird okay oh and also this is just fun it's not fun but the woman that thor is making out with on the wolf yeah is played by elsa pataki who was in Fast and Furious movies. She's the translator. 
the translator woman. Oh, <laughs> oh in, in, in Fast Five, where they're like, we need your help translating and stuff. And then is she the one who bears D- Dom's child? And she gets yeah, killed or something? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think she's still alive. No, I think she got killed. I think they shot her. I'm See, pretty sure. Okay, th- and this is this is something else. Okay, and this is going to hurt our audience a little bit. But this movie, Thor, critically is not doing super well. It's not doing bad, but Marvel movies tend to, I would say, get like almost too much critical acclaim sometimes. Yeah. Like like they kind of baseline or like, oh, this is a 70 meta score, which yeah. is like kind of high, you know. Um, but this movie is like, you know, it's right in the middle kind of thing. It's like in the, it's in the like 60 and maybe dropping, you know. Um and it has like a 7.0 on IMDb. So let's get through the rating part. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's uh but it's just weird to me that we live in a world where Thor Love and Thunder is already kind of like, oh, this isn't a very good movie. And yet people like Fate of the Furious. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand mm-hmm. how that can live in the same world. I don't get it either, Micah. I don't get it either. But, but you're not I can't meant be- to know everything. Sometimes I just think about how next year we have to go to the theaters to see Fast uh, X. And yeah. and and it actually does make my blood boil a little bit. And you know what? I'm done talking about it. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. So is those is is those all yo's actas? Yeah. Okay, I stumbled there. Um let's get into some spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So the movie begins. Now, before we... Uh, Interesting start to a movie. Yeah. Haven't had one like this yet. No. The You got the Cinemark thing that plays. The movie's about to start kind of thing. Yeah. And then the, that commercial ends. And then no skip. Just a fade up into a yeah. very white, silent backdrop scene. Yeah. Thing. And we're introduced to gore yeah and that is christian bale if you're gonna name a character named gore as well as the god butcher Mm -hmm. it's gonna be among jordan's favorite marvel characters (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were about to say gore is not a good name and i'm gonna be like no no no, that's no it's perfect also i found out today uh for the listener that gore was created like he premiered in marvel comics in 2013 which blows my mind because by then there had already been a Thor movie with yeah. Chris Hemsworth, and this character hadn't even been invented yet. So, I mean, think of that and America Chavez and Miss Marvel. They're really starting to expand. Miss Marvel, a newer character? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's, she's, uh, I can't remember if she's, she might be younger than, uh, America Chavez. Wow. It was 2011. Wow. So, that's pretty fun that they are not like, well, we can only do the original classic, you know. Yeah. It's like, we can use anything we want. Yeah. Um, but so he's this man, and he's holding his daughter, and he's walking through this desert, and he's praying, and he's hoping that there can be water. And then he, it just shows him, and, and you know, mind you, the trailers presented this as somber, but fun, mm-hmm. and we all saw Ragnarok. So we're like, this. hey, it's the same director. This is going to be a fun time. And it's opening with this man burying his dead daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
okay. <laughs> and it's so, so, it was just so well done too. Because one, the makeup is awesome. Makeup, awesome. even just on this part. Yeah. And then it, it was just everything was so clear, clearly told. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't totally know like where they're from, who they are, whatever. That's not really important. Yeah. But it's like there's a drought or something. They are starving. They are dehydrated. She's dying. He's dying too. Yeah. And he is holding on to this faith that this specific God will deliver us. Yeah. And the moment, like basically once his daughter dies, he sees a mirage and it's the God that they've been worshiping. Yeah. And immediately the God is like, I don't care about you. Yeah. Amazing. And this, this, uh, set reminded me a lot of like annihilation. Um, where yes, it was like, you're right. it was mostly the flower people, but, um, it, it was just like really pretty, but like too pretty, like sick, sickly sweet. Yeah. And I thought it was great. Oh, oh, can I, can I interrupt and talk a little bit? Just mention something about the experience at the theater. Oh yeah. So, um, how was your experience? Great. Although I was worried about you. So I had a great experience. Cool. This was like the first time in like, well, actually, Months. Black Months. Black Phone was good. Oh, Black Phone was good. Which is a great movie, and everybody should see Black yeah. Phone. I loved it. Uh, I think we said that in Lightyear last week, but hey, you should still go see it. It's in theaters. But uh, uh, So I sit down next to this girl who's just like seeing the movie by herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the when we're getting ready, when we're getting ready, when the movie's getting ready to start, it says like, please turn off your cell phones or put them on silent mode. And I turn to you and I go, I've never heard him say you can put it on silent. They always just say turn off. And she goes, she goes, yeah, that's new. And I'm kind of like, oh, interesting. And then the avatar. Uh, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. She was like, avatar. I know. And when she said that, I was like, okay, this might be okay. Yeah. And at the beginning, I mean, she kind of was reacting to the movie, but it was all fine. It was all uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, I think it was fine. But it was funny, though, halfway through, <laughs> yeah. she got up and turned to you and was pretty loud because she wanted you to hear her. Very loud, though. But was like, can you do me a favor? Can you watch my stuff? Yeah, like, she had to like, go to the bathroom. Minute? And of course, you were you just gave her a thumbs up because you're like, I'm watching a movie. Inside Voices. Yeah, yeah. And then she came back and she was like, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually kind of like, well... I mean, you were very polite. I you think know? in any other situation where everyone's not sitting in a dark room being quiet, potential best friend for us. Yeah, no, she, I I have a feeling she might be a listener because <laughs> because the way she reacted to that Avatar trailer, I'm telling you, you got to be an MPU head to, to be getting that level of reaction. I, I got so excited seeing that trailer again. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch it. Um, so Oh, I don't have notes for this movie because okay, we saw but- it in theaters. In the Oasis Mirage thing, um, while he's talking to this god, my eyes kept going to this weird black figure laying in the grass. I'm like, I can't even understand what that is. Yeah. And eventually I was like, oh, it's a dead person. Yeah. Crazy. And, and it, it was like what's been black. calling him, though. Yes. As he was walking, it was like pain, suffering, or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was calling um, him there. And there's a sword next to the body. And then, so Christian Bale or Gore is talking to this god. I think it's Rapu or something. Like, why didn't you save us? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I don't care about you. Your your purpose is to just worship me. And my purpose is to just be, be, worshipped. be great. Yeah. yeah, be worshipped. And Christian Bale 
has the same exact expression on his face as he did in Empire of the Sun when he was like 11 uh-huh. and shot that movie. And it was just like so sad. Yeah. And that that's just like, apparently I was never put off by him for a single second, according to you. But that was a moment for sure where I was like, he is one of the best actors currently working. He's great. Yeah. Well, and, and he, I, I love, he says a line that's like, the guy's like, well, I have worshipers, so what do I care? And then he goes, there's none of them left. You don't have any more. Yeah. Like, this is it. And the guy's like, oh, I'll find more. Yeah, it was such so interesting. And, and he's then like, this sword, like, comes to him. Well, he's, like, wearing this necklace that is, like, a, an idol of his god. Yeah. And he, like, takes, he rips off the necklace and he says, I renounce you. And the god is, like, strangling him, like, oh, you think you could, like, that's going to affect me. Yeah. Or cause any kind of change, just renouncing me, saying the things. And then, like you said, that sword disappears by that body. And I love how it just, like, comes out of the ground. Yeah. Into his hands. And he kills the god. Yeah. I'm in. I know. And then it's like, it's like, and it's guitars playing the Marvel theme. Yeah. Like Guns and Roses. Roses style because they use Guns N' Roses to like tell the story yeah. of the movie, which weirdly worked way better than I could have ever guessed. Yeah, Guns N' Roses could have worked, and I'm, I'd encourage you, Taika, to maybe listen to a couple albums by an artist named Micah McCaw and maybe make Thor Five kind of based around those yeah. songs. I would just, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, and uh, so uh, he, uh, where are we? What where? Well, the Marvel, the, the yeah, Marvel logo. <laughs> what, what's like the first scene after that though? Well, Thor that yeah. and Guardians. Yeah, yeah. So, tip me with your. Is Guardians. that immediately though when Korg is like, "Let me tell you the story of Thor." Yeah, and this I can't exactly remember what he is explaining. I think just explaining like he's this god that's great. He's uh, been with a lot of women. Like he, he women love him. Yeah, um, that was funny, and then. Uh, but now he's he's a lot has happened in his life, and now he's on a road to meditation. And he he's like meditating. Kind of sums up the last like movies and <laughs> yeah. stuff a little bit. But he's meditating, and then he's like, and he will only go into battle if someone comes up to him and says, "Thor, we need you to come to battle." And immediately after he says that, uh, Star Lord comes up to him and says, "Thor, we need you to come to battle." Yeah. So. And then he heads down. They're on this planet because, you know, as we knew from Endgame, he left with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. So they've been. We get a little treat. We get a little treat. I could have gone a little bit more on the Guardians. Yeah. Maybe extend their five minutes to ten. You know what I'm saying? Give Drax a joke. I think you got to give Drax a joke. He didn't get a single joke. Perfect. I know, but everyone. So yeah, he Thor is you know a god. And he still is just like, everyone, like, I'm a god, I'll handle this, NBD. And he has this big speech, and it was so funny, the the native aliens of this planet are hilarious, and yeah. I love their design. Yeah. All of this is just ticking all those boxes for me. And the, I think the art direction in this movie is really the good. The art direction so good. Yeah. And... Um, like he, you know, he's giving a speech and all of the guardians are just like, oh gosh, just get it over yeah, with. Yeah. And it's funny because through the first two guardian movies, a lot has happened. They never really get along, but by the end of the second movie, it's like they are a family. Mm-hmm. That was the that was what that movie was about. So now they have this god man with them, 
and he is not a team player. I don't know if we talked about this, Jordan, but Vin Diesel is Groot. Yeah. And it's all about them becoming a family. <sighs> Why do you keep bringing it up? I, I, it just popped in my head. I've, I don't think I've made that connection before. That's kind of funny. Yeah. That's a funny connection. Please continue, though. Well, you can take it from there. Well, so so Thor, you know, like, basically wins the day, and he says, we all did such a great job, didn't Fun we? Fun action sequence. Yeah. To kick it off. I think there's a lot of... I felt like this movie, more than a lot of them, which is funny because people aren't liking the visuals, I felt like uh, there were a lot more like splash pages and like yeah. comic book looking this, panels. They, they were fighting like chicken things that were hilarious. They were like owls. They were oh, like owls. owl yeah. monkeys. Men. Oh, they were so funny. They were cool. Yeah. And they kind of looked like Animal from the Muppets. It was like Animal yeah. and, and, and an owl had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were cool. They were and and that's when I was kind of like, this is this is what I feel like a Guardians or Thor movie should it should be filled with all these weird ancillary ancillary characters that that like much like the Cantina in Star Wars where it's like oh there's just weird owl people absolutely that's cool absolutely done yeah uh, there's weird this awesome cool feast for the eyes great mm-hmm. um and so he helps out there and then and then is that when he's given the vision of Sith. Uh, that's the girl from uh, no 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 so they do all that they're back on the ship they are gifted two screaming goats um and then star lord goes to this com- like holographic computer screen and is like okay d- let's look at distress signals because they save people yeah they're heroes and so one person's like thor i need you and he's like go back to that so it's a girl from i think the first or second thor but bo- both thors um is calling out for Thor. It's Sif is her name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is asking for his help. Thor's like, I got to go help her. And the guardians are like, yeah, I guess you got to go help her. Yeah. They're like that, potting him off. We're sorry to see you go, but um, yeah, I think we got to go do this thing, but I think you really got to go do that thing and take those goats with you because yeah. they were gifted to you. Yeah. Um, I was a little, because I had heard that Sif was in the movie. That was announced like a long time ago. Okay. And I just feel like the character hasn't been given her due yet. I don't um, even care about the character. Yeah, I, I just, it just The movie stinks. doesn't even care though. Because when, because there's another moment that's coming up soon where Korg is like, now let me tell you again about the story of Thor. And that's when he gets into like all the people who have died. Yeah. Who are close to him. And it, it like, all of those characters from those first two movies is like, and that guy, and I guess that person. Yeah. Oh, and that person. And I'm like, I thought that was so funny because no one cares about those people. Yeah. Because the movies, I don't think wrote those characters well. No. Originally. So that's why I like, don't care that she's in it. I, if Well, not that I don't care. It's just like fun. Yeah. I, I my hope would be, um, and again, we're in the spoiler section folks. So if, if you braved it this far, I'm going to spoil, like, the ending of the movie here. Um, I, I would just hope that since Jane is now out of the picture, I I just want to see them do something with that character. Because I think she's really good, even though oh, she's yeah. only given, that. like, you know, 30 minutes total of screen time. I know. And then in the Avenger movies, they didn't have time for her. And and then it was like, oh, she's in this. Like, Was she even in the Avenger movies? No. Oh, and she okay. wasn't in Ragnarok. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, where was his like kind of Asgardian love interest. Oh, she was? 
Yeah, well, there was kind of a thing in, like in Thor triangle. 1 where it's like, well, obviously, like, you're going to be with Sith. Oh. But then you yeah. find this human woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've always felt like there's something there. Yeah. And that hasn't been explored that I would like to see. Yeah, and I would be up for that. Can't remember the actor's name, but she's really good. Yeah. So uh, when it was just like, oh, she's in one scene, I was kind of like, ah, okay. She's at the end. Is she? Yeah, she's sparring with Axel. She is. She is. But I know what you mean. But yeah, I'd, I'd hope in a Thor five, she could be like the lead, like yeah. the second lead, you know. Um, hey, I'd be fine with that. I'm a little tired of Valkyrie. Really? Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. I know we're not there yet, so but something I wish that they had explored more in this movie is the new Asgard stuff because it's like an amusement park now. Yeah. And they didn't really get into how it's like soul sucking to Valkyrie. Yeah, they. I the trailer, there's like shots that made it look that way, but. And, and there's a couple things like references or reactions that she has towards it. And it's like, get into it. I want to know about this and why it, why it is upsetting to her. Or maybe like this isn't everything she wanted it to be. But they also know yeah. like this isn't even their planet that they live on. It's all interesting to me. And I wish I, I do like, I just don't think they had time yeah. to get into it. Because it was really a, a Thor and Jane movie. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I, I think they could have done so much more with that. Yeah. Okay. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. That the character itself, um, I just think not that she was Tessa Thompson's not bad. She's great. Yeah. I think I'm just kind of tired of her. Valkyrie. Okay. I don't know. I, I think I'm, it was just some of her jokes were among the jokes that I didn't think that I think were too over the top. And yeah. not very funny. Yeah. And we're like, not. I'm not saying that she's not funny. I just think like, if you were to cut jokes, cut some of those weird modern references to Bluetooth speaker jokes that I don't yeah. care for. Yeah. I, I do not remind me necessarily that I'm on earth or that right. I'm, that this is an American movie in some ways, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm not articulating. It's definitely it well. not an American movie, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, um, and then that's no, that's a, yeah. I, I think that's a really good point about Valkyrie. It, and I think that they just, they, they could, someone else is doing it. What are they? Someone else is backing out down the street to look at that thing. Right. Are they looking? Yeah. Yeah. So, so earlier today, Jordan recounted how someone was driving down the road and backwards fast, like, like nigh upon screeching their brakes and just flying backwards. Because someone has like a free wardrobe on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And someone did the same thing. So <laughs> um I guess I gotta go look at it. Might be worse might be uh something Let's... unless that guy's putting it in his truck. Uh he he shook the he shook the handles. He's getting back in and I think he is about to take off unless he's just pulling forward to get a better angle. But we'll keep and... you post oh He's gone. He's out of here. He's 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 gonna look for fast. a free couch in well, Medford. Well, he wasn't that fast. Okay, but here's the thing that I also think that the like. Okay, so in the, when we meet Valkyrie in Ragnarok, she is the last of her kind. Her yeah. uh, like all of her people were killed, and it was like kind of an Asgard issue. Yeah. Right. Um. So she and now and when he meets her on Ragnarok, she's just basically an alcoholic who's just like can't get over it. And he, yeah, he, like through through that story, like she has given purpose to get over it. Uh huh. Um. Or or to to honor her people. 
by fighting because that's what she's meant to do. And then we see her again, of course, in Endgame and stuff, and it's really triumphant and awesome. She rides a Pegasus. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, come on. And then we have, then it's like, okay, we got a Thor movie. We got time to dig into that character a little bit more. And I just don't think we did. And it sucked. Yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Because she's definitely still like an alcoholic. And there are like moments where they're like, do you, do you ever think about your partner? Like, and how you've lost them? Do you think you're able to find anyone else again? And there's, it's like a 30 second scene. Yeah. If anything. And I just think that there wasn't enough. And it, it's all kind of used in service to to Thor's character arc, which he is the main character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I think that's maybe like among my biggest critique of the movie is I think that like Valkyrie was like my least favorite character in this movie. I think only because I, they didn't do enough with her. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. Enough, yeah, I, if they had done more, I think I would have been more interested. Especially even like she runs, she's like the, she's the king of new Asgard. Yeah. And she has to like, she's franchising it. What? Let's get into that. That's interesting. So. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Actually, I hadn't thought of it, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're, that's a really good point. Um, so now we can talk about the Jane of it all. So we're introduced to Jane Foster, and I was sitting there when we first saw her, and I was like, oh, this is the first time I'm noticing like Natalie Portman's quite a bit older. And then the movie reveals she has cancer, and she's on <laughs> chemo, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. I mean, she's like in her 40s, so. Yeah, no, but, right? but then when she's like Thor, she didn't look older to me again. Um, yeah. But... uh. So this was an interesting storyline that I was very nervous before going to the movie because I have always said that it felt like Natalie Portman was absolutely checked out of the Thor movies. And the fact that she didn't show up for Avengers was like, okay, she doesn't want to be in these. These are paychecks. Yeah. I think it, it took a bit of getting used to how kind of jokey and quippy she was. Yeah, but then oh, we'll go ahead. Um, and I think that's the fault of the writing. I think I agree. But I thought that the story and all that was really good. Yeah, and I don't even know in terms of the quippiness. I think like even on a rewatch, I would think like that's really charming. Yeah. Why can't she be quippy? Yeah, and I think uh, that was definitely intentional. You yeah. know, like a girl can be quippy too. I think is a thought process behind that, which is which is cool. Um, but it did. There was just a little. I know they were trying to make there be some awkward stuff between her and Thor, but some of it felt like it almost felt like oh, these these shots are like maybe a little too long, or like this dialogue is a little too awkward to where it feels like. I'm not watching two awkward people. I'm watching like an awkward written scene. Also, like she looks so weird as Thor. She just looks so different. Uh huh. I don't even think that's bad. But I mean, she's oh, no, like she's it. like super buff. Yeah. And blonde. Yeah. And beautiful. I mean, it's Natalie Portman. But yeah. Uh, so I, I think like the that was also for me a little bit to get used to. Yeah, but she I, has like that, she has like. A very, um, very like 
I, not in your face, but she she has like a lot of makeup on when she's yeah. Thor. But all of this are not really critiques. It's just a no. I thing. thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, because it's like that's her costume change. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she has cancer, and she does, which I thought was very funny. She's talking to someone who is in chemo with her, and I thought they were on a plane at first. Did you think that as well? No. No. No, and I didn't think that. I definitely didn't think that. Okay, weird. I thought they were in like first class, and then it like pulls out, and you see. Why that would you ever think that when someone? Well, that's fine. That's fine. Wait, could you tell that she was like in chemo from the first shot of when that? When I saw that she was an MRI machine, I was thinking it was cancer. Yeah, maybe I just didn't put two and two together. <laughs> I thought she was on a plane. Well, she wasn't. Um. <laughs> so, uh, I'm so derailed now. <laughs> But yeah, this guy is reading her book, and yeah. he doesn't know that it's her. I think that's a very, it was very cute. But it, oh, it, oh yeah, it yeah. was it was very funny because, as as people have pointed out, like the only way that movies know how to describe wormholes is by taking a piece of paper, folding it, and sticking a pencil through it. And I did like how in this movie she was like, "Okay, have you seen Event Horizon?" And the guy's like, "No." And she goes, "Have you seen Interstellar?" And he's like, no. And she goes, by the way, a guy reading a book about that stuff, and he's never seen either of those movies. Good point. Come on. but, but That's unbelievable. But he says no, and then she's like, okay, okay. Uh, basically, they explain it really well in those movies. And then she does what they do, and I was kind of like, cool. Although, did they use portals in this? Yeah, I guess they use portals. Man. Uh, They're like, like celestial, though. Because well, that was, that was kind of funny to me when yeah, she was, when she was do doing that. this. Explaining wormholes, I was like, okay, this is really going to matter. Yeah. And it didn't. And I was <laughs> like, hmm, okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because when, when Thor, like, portals, it doesn't, like, there's no time dilation. Right. It's immediate. Yeah. And when they're, like, on the, the ship with the goats, they make it feel like it's just time is existing on the same plane that it is for us. Right. And I, and I think it's the, all those little things, like you're saying, the Valkyrie, like, some of the dialogue, some of this awkwardness, I think that's the stuff that people are getting stuck on with the movie. When the headline is, we got Gore the God Butcher killing gods. We, yeah. got, we got Zeus, who has, who has a six-pack... Uh, 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 gold-plated armor. Gold-plated armor. Over his arm, beer belly. <laughs> over his beer belly, speaking like this Greek accent... Doing kind of a little curtsy tutu. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, you know, these are the highlights, folks. Yeah. If you're getting stuck on some of the other stuff, just you know, maybe think about how there's a shadow realm. Yeah. But she's you know. in chemo, and she basically she's like doing the bare minimum that she can to beat cancer. Yeah. Basically, she is uh, refusing to believe that she has cancer. Um, Kat Denning shows up for one scene and I loved it that it was only she one was, scene. She was actually good. I love that the it scene. was only one scene. I no, I love that too, but but <laughs> no, I, I was like she was good too. I was like, crap, she's in this. I know. And then and then I got through the scene, wasn't bothered at all. No, me neither. I thought it was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, she was good. I'll yeah. give you hey Stellan's in it for two seconds. Meow, I thought meow. He, okay. I thought he died. Did he not die? I mean, obviously he didn't because he's like, call me if you want to talk. Yeah. For some I, reason, I thought he died. It I doesn't think, matter. I think he... I mean, he's been turned by Loki. I don't know. So then here's another thing that I was a little confused about. <laughs> okay. Um. So she is just doing science stuff, uh, and she's 
I think also just trying to figure out how to beat cancer herself medically yeah. or scientifically. And cause she's, she has stage four cancer. She's going to die. And then she's like at the computer and she hears what? Uh, no. I, oh, I don't remember her hearing. Anything. I remember like almost like a flap of wings. Oh, or something I like don't... passed over her head. And then she looks at the books and opens them. And then later on, she's telling Thor, like, I just felt it calling to me. And I was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't th it, think they did that. If they didn't show the part where they're doing the montage of him and her and their relationship and she's asleep and he's talking to his hammer and he's like, promise that you always take care yeah. of her, basically suffusing it with some of his love for her. If they didn't show that, I would not have ever bought that she could be Thor. Me too. Because she is simply a human. She's well, and, not a god. And, you know, the, the hammer is for those who are worthy. And I would think that someone who is selfishly looking for the hammer so that they themselves can, like, defeat their cancer would not make them worthy. I would think. Yeah. Um, although, I'm not Mjolnir. Well, Frankly, I mean, she uses... I'll, I'll, hey, I'll say that on Mike. I'm not Mjolnir. She uses it for good, though. She does, yeah. Um... But yeah, so so then she goes to New Asgard. She sees the pieces. Well, before we get to that. Oh yes, yes. We are we are given a uh, new rendition of the play starring Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Chris Hemsworth, brother uh, of doing Rag. They're performing Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, and it was just as funny as the first time around. Yeah. And then we get uh, they're, they're like Hella is coming. And then this person comes through the portal and it was like, who's this going to be? <laughs> it's Melissa McCarthy. You know what's funny? As soon as she came through, it's almost like a in my brain, I was like, that's exactly who I needed it to be. Yeah, it you was know? great. It was so funny. Also kind of fun. Uh, one of the stagehands is her husband. I saw I saw that. Yeah. Cool. And he's in a lot of stuff that she's in. He is. Yeah. Um, Including Bridesmaids. Is he? Yeah. She's the guy he she ends up with. Funny. Yeah. Funny movie. Um. This was this so this is gonna sound weird. And and I, I, I hope I don't get too much of a rise out of you. But this scene went on for a really long time. It did go on for a long time. And I enjoyed the scene. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to watch it. I kinda didn't want it to cut away. Um but it did make me feel like because the movie has kind of gone like from here to here to here to here. And and it, at this point I was like, Oh, does does Taika not know what he's do like what story he's trying to tell? And like he's like, Ah, we're we're Un, you know we're under two hours like let's pad some scenes that was kind of the impression i got i feel the same way um and there are some other scenes that are like yeah. that as well yeah uh i almost think that there's like an hour 40 version of this movie that's just like tight yeah um because they this was long this was long this scene mm -hmm. the movie is very short it's one hour and 59 minutes love it and it feels short yeah i was I, hey Marvel put out two movies that are like a, one's a couple minutes over two hours, Doctor Strange, and the other one is a minute under two hours. Keep it up, Thank guys. You. Keep it up. <laughs> Not everything has to be as important as RRR, but most things should be. <laughs> um, right before she does this, though, yeah. uh, we see Thor go to Sif. Yeah. Uh, where that god is dead. Big, frosty Big boy. god. Wish I could have seen him alive. Yeah. Uh, and she lost an arm. And she she's telling him what happened. There's this guy going around killing gods. In fact, he's a god butcher. Um, and 
she you looked at me like come on that's funny right so she's like i'm ready to die and then ascend into valhalla and he's like you can't just die on a battlefield you have to die in battle yeah to go to valhalla i thought that was funny though they don't follow that logic at the end of the movie but because of her well i i'm fine with it yeah whatever Um, it's just natalie portman is in the exact same position she is and she dies and she goes to valhalla so yeah um but yeah so she she doesn't die but um that so he he gathers that information and goes to new asgard yeah to try and figure out what's going on and then so gore shows up and he summons shadow wait not yet so natalie portman gets the thing though well yeah she comes over there and looks at the hammer okay yeah um and it starts moving okay sorry and then Gora shows up and he summons shadows and the shadows grow and turn into creatures. That's another check mark for Micah. Oh, that's a big fat one for me. I like that kind of thing. Yeah. And so these and shadows. And they're creepy and, and they're crawly. Yeah. And kids are getting spooked. Yeah. And uh, so these shadow creatures like steal kids and then Thor is fighting. So you're telling me that this character thor is based on mythology uh-huh. and in this movie what happens in folktales all the time children are kidnapped cool what am i this is cool give me more not only are they kidnapped they're put into this cage that has teeth and it walks around and it walks around keep it coming and i love that <laughs> uh gore he like he like I don't, he doesn't just disappear. He like descends into the ground. Like he is a shadow. Yeah. I just the effects of his of him. He's cool. Was so cool. And Got like these his bright gold eyes. His gross penguin style mouth was so cool. Yeah. It was great. He probably talked to Danny for some pointers on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And he fights, and he's able to like hold his own against Thor. Mm-hmm. And then this hammer shows up, mm-hmm. and Thor. Uh, Thor 1 <laughs> is like, hey, wow, my hammer's back. This is awesome. And then it swings up to him, flies back, and then he sees this woman as Thor, and she's fighting and stuff, and then the fight dies down, children are gone, and it's Jane Foster. And um, it's kind of awkward, and they're talking, and then it does this thing, and then this is when I was like, Okay, because at the beginning of the movie, Korg, is that, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Korg did that thing you mentioned where he goes, this is a story about Thor, and he does this whole thing. And and when that happened, I was like, is this a little too cutesy? Oh, I with, loved it. With the like beginning. the Taika humor. You okay. know, it's kind of how it felt a okay. little bit. But then when it happened the second time, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing, and Mimi likey. Yeah. Uh, and then it proceeds to show us like a... I don't know. It felt like three or four minutes. It's probably only like two minutes. Like a two-minute short romantic film about Jane and Thor. Their relationship. And this, I was like, this is good. Yeah. I like this part. Yeah. Um, so it's going and showing how they kind of built walls between themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what what else is there she to say She broke up with him via a letter that she wrote to him. He was always out being a superhero and then she was dedicated to her science. And so they were never there together. And that part, I mean, this is a little bit later, but him mentioning that she had left him and she's like, you left me, you weren't there. That's why I had to write you a letter. Yeah. I thought that was all good. That was all good. Yeah. And 
And it's this funny thing that that Marvel is weirdly good at, which I, I don't know if this this might be a backhanded compliment, but they will sometimes give us characters and do things to them where things are developed off screen. And we just go, okay, I guess Jane and Thor broke up. Yeah. And he's he's so distraught about it, he doesn't even want to be in the Avengers anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, you know, Thanos stuff. But still, it's like he's like, that's enough to make him cry in front of the Avengers, them mentioning Jane. Yeah. Uh, or like Vision and Wanda and stuff. And then they'll come back around and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we never really did a good job at that. And then they're like, let's do something to show what happened there. And they did that with both of those examples. Yeah. Really well. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so they the, the the town is like in City Hall freaking out. Our kids are missing. What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And um, Valkyrie is trying to get a handle on the situation, like start getting a list of all the kids who are missing. Then Thor comes in and is like, guys, 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 I'm here. No worries. Yeah. Uh, even though he has no idea what's going on. Well, he at least know, like, I've heard of this God Butcher guy. Yeah. And then Jane is new to all this, but she is, like, game for it. She is, uh, but but she's, like we have mentioned previously, she's very, like, she does feel kind of, like, old-timey. Like, she's very cheesy. Yeah. I like that. Well, I mean, well, I guess I do like it, but, but it, was a, <laughs> it was a little... I did have me. I did have to have to get used to it. Somewhat. Yeah, but the the plan that they hatch is um, they're gonna go to where all of the gods are, wherever this is, and tell them what's happening. Rise an army. Here we get the kids. Oh yeah, they find out where the kids are. Yeah, because Idris Elba Heimdall, the Watcher, uh, not the Watcher, but he's the one who sees. Yeah. Uh, he his son can now see. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a cool development. I, I didn't realize that was a thing. So um, yeah. I thought that was cool. I was pretty confused until they said his name. Yeah. And when the floating head showed up, I was like, okay, what's going on here? I know, me too. But it ended up working that, for me. The, the floating head looked really bad, I thought. It looked yeah, kind of like crazy it, bad. It, it looked crazy bad, but it's also like they're just doing this and they didn't have to. Like they right, definitely right, right. didn't have to do it this way. It is funny because I did read something where where Taika I, and I don't know at what point he said this because it sounds like they went through a ton of drafts for this movie yeah and I think it shows, um, but uh, I I guess there was there was kind of this like they didn't want to say no to any idea that that like if they were ten years old they would love kind of thing okay and and seeing something like that where it's like what if there's like this kid and he's got a, and he could see visions and he has like a flo- he's floating in the shock of the door you can like imagine a kid like explaining this scene to you and you're like what is this kid talking about mm-hmm. so i think in that respect mission accomplished uh, yeah but thor is able to like vision travel to find where the kids are yeah so they're in this cage in the shadow realm or they're going t- near the shadow realm place yeah um the kids are scared, but he's telling them, like, don't worry, guys. I always save people. Yeah. And then they they use the... There's also this, like, chemistry between the hammers, because it's like it's like he's... Yeah. Wants to be with me. That Milner. was a little too funny to me. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it. I think I liked it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, I am curious, because we've talked about the diminishing returns of Ragnarok. I'm curious to watch this movie oh, again and buddy, see. Oh, buddy, me too. 
And I actually kind of want to see it again. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'll wait till it's out. I don't necessarily want to go to the theaters to see it again. Uh, so then they they fly the boat to the god planet. He has a heart-to-heart with Jane that references a conversation he had with Star-Lord earlier. Mm-hmm. I liked that scene a lot. No, it's a little bit later. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, that's when they're headed to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. Right now, they... Well, I mean, just speaking of that scene, I like that scene a lot. Me too. I thought it did a lot of work with their characters, and you can kind of see that they're like, okay, if we get through this... Maybe maybe something will be there. Yeah. And she she tells him she has cancer. Yeah. Which her acting in that crazy good. Yeah. This like their relationship is very classic. Like you should have just been honest with each other. Yeah. The whole time. Like. But but I but I know it's not easy to do that. Blah 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 stuff. So I it felt like a really well written romance. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. It was it was very sweet. But before that, they go to the 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 God s- planet. Place, celestial realm. realm or something. something and they and this is just a feast for the eyes yeah there's really. so many cool gods and yeah. like creatures and stuff yeah um there was one it kept cutting to and i can't remember it right now where i was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it cut to it like three times and i'm like uh-huh uh-huh yeah uh-huh. and but but zeus is like rules the roost yeah everyone loves him and he's like shooting his lightning around and stuff oh so funny and and that the most important item on the agenda is, like, when are we having our next orgy? Right. right Which was right. very funny to yeah. me. And uh, then they basically find out that that Thor, Valkyrie, and uh, Mighty Thor are there, being mm-hmm. Natalie, uh, and Korg. And they're like, okay, come forward. What do you have to say? And Thor presents his case, and he's like, we need your help. And they go... We're not worried about it. They have they have a somewhat similar reaction to what the first god at the beginning of this movie had. Mm-hmm. Of like, I'm a god, nothing can hurt me. Nothing can stop me from doing anything. Also, especially at the beginning of the movie, that god's like, I just killed the necro whatever. Yeah. So I'm fine. And all these gods have a pretty similar approach of like, no one can touch us. We're gods. Now, didn't you yeah. remember the god part about it all? And And I liked how Thor says... But don't, I mean, don't you see how this affects you? Yeah. Because uh, he's coming after all of us. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting, like, Zeus was like, that's, like, it all, all of those things that are happening to those gods are those gods' problems. Yeah. Like, if they can't get their S together on whatever they are god of, that's on them. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, like, obviously, it's like, no, you're just wrong. But it was also, like, it was also interesting. And, and the whole time too, I'm going, what? What am I thinking about this Russell Crowe of it all? And then, and then, I like loved it immediately, pretty, pretty. I think once Thor like was at the platform, I was like, okay, I think I'm pretty into this. Actually, it was so good. I, I would love to know, um, like how they worked to like to do the accent uh-huh. and to act that way. I just would like to be sit in that room and. Just to see him mess it. around yeah. with it, yeah. Um, it was good. So we and, saw it, what? Oh well, I, so I was gonna say another funny thing, and and again, person who I sat by, you're probably a listener, so welcome and everything. But um, uh, uh <laughs> there's a point where um Zeus flicks off all of Thor's clothes. Yeah, we see his butt. Is this the first butt we've seen in a Marvel movie? It could be. Can we do that? 
Yeah, of course. It's a PG-13 oh, okay. movie. Okay. Okay. Come on, you square. I know. Um, but uh, so he he blows off. Think his... about all that mass, man. That butt was probably so flat before he gained all that mass. <laughs> but he does that, and the the girl sitting next to me went, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> like oh my well i think it was more of like just shocked that she saw uh-huh. it but at the same time uh, there i don't know there could be a mix in there <laughs> but it was pretty funny that's funny i like that all of the like girls around zeus all fainted yeah at the side and then we put the clothes body. back on they're like oh yeah that's funny but um yeah uh anyway so while i liked the scene and what was accomplished it felt a little clunky to me it's definitely clunky. Because, like, yeah. they don't have a plan. It's a clunk fest. It's a clunk fest. That like, sounds they're, like they're, a swear or a slang. I know. Their plan is very <laughs> simple because they, they're, like, so confident that all these other gods are going to be like, yeah, let's take this dude down. But then immediately and they're like, I this isn't going to work. What happen was he was going to get a handful of gods to be on his side, and they were going to go to this place, and, like, all of these gods die. Oh, yeah. Like, he actually was a bad plan, and that's exactly what Gore wanted him to do. You know, mm-hmm. but so their plan was so simple, and and Jane is there like naive, like well, it's just you know brute force. That's how it works, right? And then Valkyrie's like, that's kind of my plan, but I guess it's up to him. And they kept turning to Valkyrie, like, what do we do now? And she's like, I guess we just wait a couple more minutes. And it's like, hmm, yeah, you're I don't right. Know, it's just weird. It, that that was definitely very clunky but the, i mean uh, the, the movie's clunky it's clunky it's clunky but i don't hate it the, the big swings make up for it though yeah and then there's this fight with a bunch of guards and they all like bleed gold so that was fun to watch and korg gets blasted through this his body with a lightning bolt yeah and you think he's dead but he ain't i know i was kind of like is he dead i'm like yeah. that doesn't seem heroic enough for his death yeah but then i'm like he he is minor enough that they could do that. Yeah. Um, but then when the battle's over and he's like, hey, Thor. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Cl- that's a classic Waititi. Um, and so uh, Th- Thor throws his lightning bolt through Zeus. Yeah. And kills him. Not actually. Yeah. We find out in the post credit scene. Um, that will never be revisited, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh so uh anyway then they're like okay let's head to the shadow realm they have the scene we already discussed between jane and thor yeah um and then they show up at the shadow realm and everything turns black and white mm-hmm. and that's when i was like you're telling me people don't like this come on it's all black and white and then and then like if if jane pulls out her hammer there will be like blue light radiating from it. Mm-hmm. Or if he pulls out the lightning bolt, it will be yellow light mm-hmm. illuminating them. That's so cool. There's like, so the cage with all the children in it is empty. And then they find the structure that I didn't really understand. Gotta talk to talk about something else first. Oh, that okay. was just very cool. Okay. The planet, they're getting closer oh, yeah. and closer to it. And it looks really far away. And then they just crash into it. And it's very small. Yeah. It's like you could walk around it in you so know, it technically 10 has gravity, I guess, but it's it, like it was just it's so cool. tiny. Yeah. And then yeah, they go into this weird like tent building. So was this like reminiscent of from the first movie with like their science places? Cause they like Oh, they talked about the nine realms. What is that? Um 
like uh mid or or mid earth and Middle asgard earth. and i i mean i think it's like the dark tower how there's like the the um what is it called it's also a mid thing i i you know, yeah. on the Dark yeah, yeah, Tower, yeah, there's, yeah, like, yeah. the different planes of existence. And, like, some of them are similar and some of them aren't. Yeah. Because it felt like they were in one of those science tents from the first movie. But it was never oh, okay. clear. I think it was just random, but... Mm. Th- I do part... think they've mentioned the Shadow Realm in the series before, though. Oh, okay. Um, I also saw that... Um, the So, like, Gore isn't a god. He's, like, given a god's powers, basically. And then, um, like, this god is connected to Venom. Yeah, that's comic book, though. That's not in this. No, I know. I just just saw that. And um, I will... Symbiote. The symbiote. Yeah. But that I can't think about too much. Because it'll... I'll start asking questions that I don't really want the answers to. Um, I am definitely going to read that run, though. Cool. For sure. But this part, uh, it was just another one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. Where they're, like trying to figure out what's going on, what's in here. Jane walks into this room and sees all these papers with weird symbols on it. And immediately she thor- she throws Thor's Bifrost axe away. And it's like, it's a trap. And it's like, what is she, what? I <laughs> yeah. saw what she saw, but what am I supposed to, f- yeah, what am yeah. I supposed to think? And like, I know earlier in the movie, whenever Thor transported somewhere and he landed, it would like make that burn. symbol. It would yeah. burn the symbol like in the ground. But like, that was never clear. So like I'm yeah. not saying that I don't believe her character would get it. I totally believe that, but it wasn't clear enough for an audience member, I think. Yeah, that's a classic just like, okay. Yeah. The, 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 the axe is the key. Okay. Yeah. Um I also don't I don't really understand how it could be the key because the axe is only like a few years old and it seems like this celestial that they're seeking is, you know, pro- probably well, it's like millions of years by a old. Star, right? It is, yeah. I just I don't really know how that would work, but well, I guess they shouldn't have cut out the Peter Dinklage part. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, even think about that. But it could just be a detail I missed. You know, as as you may know, listener, you might be like furiously texting us right now, but we've only seen the movie one time. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it was in theaters where we can't take notes. So, you know, there's potential we missed a detail there. But this scene. Was cool. Uh, yeah. And Gore basically, like, breaks down where each of them are in their journey. Yeah. And says how, like, basically, like, we're on the same side. Yeah. And I was like, good villain stuff. Come on, baby. To, like, this is kind of a moment where you realize, like, Jane is using the power of Mjolnir. Is that what I always Mjolnir. say? Mjolnir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But really, it's using her. It's, like, sucking her life yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that because in that realization of that scene, because he's like, don't you see it's doing what all gods do? It's just it just takes and takes and takes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And then how did they? Uh, they they're able to muster enough to fight. Yeah. And it's cool because there's like a low gravity on the planet. So when they're like hitting it or the moon, I guess they're on a moon. Like the dust is like slowly floating away. Yeah, and, and and this all felt very much like this felt like a a comic book. Like I was reading. Yeah, a comic it looked book. really good. And the shadow monsters come back. And the they're and you crawlies. could see them like crawling over the planet because uh-huh. they're or the moon. It it was cool. That sequence. I I hope that no one doesn't like that sequence. I know because that sequence way cool. Yeah. 
that sequence way cool. Um, and then they they're able to get back to Earth, but they lose uh, his ham- his axe. Oh, okay. Um, and then oh, you you said it like you're watching the movie. Yeah, oh, I okay. don't remember that, but great. Um, so Jane is in the and hospital. And Valkyrie gets stabbed. Valkyrie gets stabbed, so they don't have to worry about her for the rest yes. of the movie. Do you ever think about that when you watch movies? Absolutely. Like that? It's just like, oh, okay, that that makes sense. Sure, fine. Just yeah. get rid of her, but but don't kill her. Right. Um, which reminds me to talk about Black Phone again, because uh, I think that was the movie where afterward I was talking to you and I said, you know, we watch so many movies that there's certain things, all, all like it, that every movie does, unless yeah. you're watching like. Uh, you know, something totally outside of your experience or experimental or something that, that it's like, Oh, this shot like looked at that pin for too long. Yep, yep, yep. They're going to use that pin later in the movie. Or this person said that, that yep. means they're going to do this. Okay. You know, there's just these certain things that, you know, when you watch enough movies, read enough stories and with black phone, what was cool. Cause this doesn't happen very often. I became so enveloped in the story that I stopped thinking about like who was writing the movie. Yeah, okay. And so I was just like in the story. Yeah. I mean, I mean there was still a little bit of me like like thinking of that to a certain degree, but like when the movie was ending, I wasn't like, well, this person has been around for this amount of time, so that means that they could die or that I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like how how, how are the characters going to get out of this?" Yeah. And whenever a movie like tricks me that I'm watching a movie, I'm always very deeply impressed with it. Yeah. So this movie didn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I knew when when Valkyrie got got hit, it was like okay, so she's out. They don't have to worry about her story anymore. Mm-hmm. She's done. Um, but uh, then Thor and Jane have this heart to heart where they basically he says, you know, you have cancer now, and this is st- taking your power, your life. I don't want you to come with me valid excuse and then she goes well what more of just sitting here is is it worth and so they both have like a really good reason and he and he says which is great because i do feel like he's developed so much as a character because in any other movie he wouldn't react this way he says you know what you can come if you want to but i just don't want you to do it because we i think we have a chance Mm -hmm. and so he said like "I i would never be able to live with myself if i never asked you to stay yeah and that's a great thing because it's he's not forcing her to. He's mm-hmm. just saying, you got to stay here. Yeah. Please. And then he goes to the the gate. To eternity. Yes. Oh, that's what it's called. I keep calling it celestial. Um, and speaking of celestial, there's like a statue head of a celestial from Eternals. Yeah, we don't care. The other one was really cool. The the one that he was like looking at, like the the door. Yeah. With the half of the mask. Oh, that was cool. I liked that. Yeah. Um, and he gets there. All the kids are there. All the kids. Yeah. And what is he saying? Like, what is he going to do with them? I forget what he was saying to them. Well, he, he he's just like, okay, we got to stop this guy. And then there's all the shadow monsters. No, I just mean like, what does Gore say to the children? Because he's oh, talking to them remember. about stuff, but I can't remember. Oh, we skipped that one scene where Gore talks to the kids and breaks the head off of that creature. Uh-huh. That p- scene was creepy. It was so good. I like that scene a lot. Uh huh. Yeah, that's all I need to say about it. But there it was is not there. There. Let me tell Bale's you. Bale's great I'll, in I'll this movie. This. 
whenever we rewatch this, there is no diminishing returns on Christian Bale. No, and anything no that has to do way. with his character. No way. Um, yeah, Bale is great in this. I mean, he did another great comic book performance. Yeah, he didn't want to do this movie either. I know. I heard. I not heard. I read that his kids like begged him to do it. Yeah, which a is cla- great. Classic any fantasy movie. Yeah, yeah. There's some kid begging his or her parent to be in this fantasy thing. <laughs> Happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he is starting to open the gate. Thor shows up. He gets those creepy crawlies to come out. But uh, before that, he delivers for a limited time his power into the children. And I got to say, I was just awesome. sort of like fist pumping in the theater. That was It awesome. was so cool because it made me think of, when I, if I was a kid watching this movie and this happened, this could potentially be my favorite Marvel movie because kids get to do things. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. It, it was it so was, good. It was, when it happened, it was kind of that thing where I, I kind of smirked and I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, let's go. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And when he like when he like shoots the power at them, it forms like a tree. It looks yeah. like a tree. And then everything they grab is like imbued with Thor's power. Which I think the tree thing is mythology. Oh, like, that I makes think sense. that that tree is a symbol of an actual thing. But okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're fighting and then he's fighting Gore and it's not he, he's doing OK. And he's like talking to his axe, telling it to to, you know, fight. Yeah. And like, don't because there's ha- shadow hands that are pulling the axe down as the key. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then the mighty Thor shows up and she fighting and then they have enough power to defeat gore to, to break the sword break the sword because that's what gave him power i will say i was pretty confused when the sword broke and it started reforming and then she like threw the hammer and it sucked in the pieces i didn't really understand what the significance of doing that was but, yeah, cause to, yeah, I didn't really either, because part of me was like, so is she the necro thing now? Like, did, like could yeah. she be? Like, does she wield the sword now? I, I don't know. It I just really felt like it either. It felt like it, it was sh- sh- shot in slow motion and, and stuff, so I, I felt like, oh, this is really important, but then I was like, I think that was just nonsense. <laughs> I think it just looked cool. Yeah. Really. Um, um, but before that, she has, which I would say is kind of clunky, she says three things, Gore. Oh yeah, that that was like two things too many or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, she says like I'm, you know, call me the Mighty Thor, uh, not Lady Thor, uh, something else. And the whole movie, she's been trying to get a catchphrase. And then she, what I thought it was confusing, especially as like a comedic thing. Like I feel like Taika should know better. Because then she says the first catchphrase she ever said that everyone agreed was not good, where she says, "Eat hammer." And 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 I I was just a little confused because I was like I thought that that moment would have got me and it yeah. didn't at all. Yeah, it was a little clunky. I agree. like it would have made sense if she like had come up with a new catchphrase and it was a good one. Yeah. Instead of using I I, I was that was just like oh I think that was a complete swing and a miss. Yeah. Like the whole catchphrase thing is like a miss in yeah. the movie. Um, but the sword is destroyed. Yet the gate is open, so Gore goes into a, eternity. Yeah, and, and the three of them are there. Yeah, Thor and Jane go after him. I like this set a lot. I did too. It the celestial cool. thing like contains a the galaxy within it. Yeah, 
Um, it also cool. reminded me of when you're fighting Ganon in Skyward Sword. That's what um, it was reminding but, <laughs> me of. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Not Ganon, but you're um, fighting. Um, well, it's, it's basically Ganon. Ganon but it's, you know it, I mean? it isn't in that game. I know, but you know what it, you know what it is. Jordan. Like, Micah. Uh, but this, so like kind of in this movie, kind of, uh, Gore wins. Bad guy wins. Yeah. But no, because he, he is there at his moment. He is going to be granted whatever this wish is. And his wish was going to be to destroy all gods. Yeah. But they, Thor said, uh, but this is not what you want and you know it. What you want is love. Yeah. Like why, why would you go for revenge when you know what you want? I loved this so much. I thought and, this was great. And then, you know, of course, mostly because Christian is a master. He's uh, a master. He, I, I just love, there's just such like, he's torn. Yeah. And he's like looking at the gate. He looks back at them. He's like, but I'm dying and I can't take care of her. And it was like, what? What are you yeah. talking about? This is crazy. And you notice too that the sword breaks and he looks like he did at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. So good. But, but Jane said she won't be alone. Yeah, I love I loved all this so much. So well, it, what what was crazy too is I, I like the the way Thor presented like you want her back, and and the way that Christian Bale reacted and the way Thor said it was like Gore never once considered that to be the option. It was always revenge for I him. I know, and that and part like, of that is the curse of the sword. I think I agree, and I think it's also just perfect villain writing. Yeah, just so great. And so, so this is something I was a little confused about. Yeah. Um, so there, he's reaching eternity because when you reach eternity, you get granted a wish. Yeah. Do not all three of them get a wish? I guess not. That was confusing. Because that was kind of where I landed on. It was like, he opened the gate, so maybe he gets the wish. That would make sense. Or they're I mean, all I'm there, fine with that. One wish is, oh, me too, but like one wish is granted and then they go back wherever they are. Because I, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, oh, okay, Thor's going to step up and say, Take the cancer away. Yeah, because like, I thought as soon as we happen. found out about eternity, I was like, oh, okay, so that's how Jane's not gonna die. Yeah. And then we're at the end and it's like, no, she'll still die. And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That that'll still be a thing. Cause cause sometimes in some stuff like in some franchises this big, they have a really hard time killing off important people. Right. Because it the actor makes him. money. Yeah. Um but yeah, so he wishes for the daughter, she comes back. Um and Jane dies. Which honestly was very surprising to me that she died. Yeah. And then Korg does one more narration. And that's yep. when I was like, okay, yeah, the narration thing really works. And he describes where Thor's at now in his life. And then he, you see uh, Gore's daughter, and now he is raising her alone. And then they go out into battle together, and he says, that's the story of Thor and thunder or something like love that. Love and thunder. Love and thunder. But there there's a they basically clarify that her name is Thunder. Is it? Yeah. Really? Isn't that what he says? He's like No, so I it's think like, I thought she was love because love was what brought her back. But I guess it's also Thor is love because it was about his love did I, story. Did I fall asleep at the end? Well just like do you mean that's the character's actual name? Yeah, I thought he I thought there was an implication there. I, I don't really remember but now i have to know oh uh okay no 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 yes uh, so i it, it, was, it was the right thing i just said the wrong word her oh. name is love 
Her name, the character's name is it Love. Says, the children return to New Asgard where Valkyrie and Sif begin training them. Foster sacrifice is honored by New Asgard. Thor adopts Love, and they continue his adventures to help people with Thor possessing Mjolnir and Love wielding Stormbreaker. Yeah. And hence Thor, Love, and Thunder. Love being her. And he's the god of thunder. He's the god of thunder. Okay. That, yeah, I just like switched him in my But the character's name is Love? Yeah. Oh, cool. So um, that was that was cool, and it was fun because it was like, oh, like I love when ti- titles to movies mean one thing, and then at the end you're like, oh, it actually means this thing. Yeah. And me then too. the song "Sweet Child of Mine" is playing, and you're like, she's the sweet child of his. Like <laughs> no, the- oh his, oh his. <laughs> so that part of it I-, I thought was very sweet. Yeah, loved it. Pretty good movie. Had a fun time. Pretty good movie. It, I, and I'm I'm putting it as my favorite Thor movie. Yeah, yeah, probably me too. Each each Thor movie has been better than the previous Thor That's movie. That's true. <laughs> so hopefully it'll continue that trend. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think, Jordan? Do you think we should we should next week just go right into Ong Bak two? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you think so? Wait, what else would we have? It, it is. It oh, is. Okay. I'm just trying to make it seem like we didn't record it two or three months ago, uh-huh. but you kind of ruined it. Get ready for a wild ride. Uh, oh man, Ongbok two is crazy. Production. Oh yes. Uh, okay, folks, make sure you rent Ongbok two or buy it or whatever. It's on YouTube TV. The movie has, I would say. I would put it as number two that I know about of craziest productions. With yeah. Number one being let's Apocalypse say, Now. No, 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 but let's just say, okay, yeah, yeah, Apocalypse Now being number one always. Yeah. Just to give you a little teaser, this movie, the production has black magic involved. <laughs> it does. It actually does. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, well, and I, mean I don't want to say. the production of how the movie was made, yeah. not the movie itself. No. And, and by the way. Ongbok 2 rules. Yeah, it's good. It is cool. Yeah. And if you didn't watch Ongbok 1, you can actually just watch Ongbok 2. But that'd be stupid. Well, you should watch Ongbok 1. But yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying you, you would be doing yourself a disservice to not watch Ongbok 2 and listen to our episode. Yeah. Because it's crazy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, anything else to say on Thor? Nope. I think our next Marvel movie is going to be all the way in November. Nice. Nice uh, break. For, for uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Whoa, that's coming out this year? It is. I'm a little nervous. I know. Yeah. Here's, here's what we got left on. We got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Then in February, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. What? This year? Yeah. Ugh. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 May. Then we have The Marvels, July 28th. What's that? That is a sequel to Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Directed by the uh, woman who directed Candyman. Okay. And then we have Fantastic Four to close out Marvel Phase They're 4. They're doing it? But they still haven't announced who they are. No, no, there's no announcement. They're, this is so just a schedule. John, John Watts, uh, the director of the three Spider-Man movies, uh, he was going to direct it. Yeah. And then after No Way Home, he was like, I got to take a break from yeah. superhero movies, um, which is a little bit of a bummer because I think he could have nailed it. So I'm, but I'm also still waiting. Maybe a smart choice for his health. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it'll turn out well. Yeah. Um, so that's the but end who of do they have? phase four. 
no, there's no other details. Oh, okay. And we all know that John Krasinski was Mr. Fantastic in Doctor Strange, but that does not mean he is going to be in the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Because that was an alternate dimension. Yeah. Um, so. I'm on the Glenn Howerton train, so let's make it happen. I'm on the John Groff train. Oh, no, you're right. I Sorry, think he Glenn. is. I am on that guy's train. He's Mr. Fantastic for me. He's the conductor, and I'm toot tooting along with him choo chooing along with him that guy would be so perfectly he would casted. be so good if if you if you are not sure who john groff is uh he was in mind hunter mm-hmm. and he is the, the psycho no he's he's like the owner of the game company in matrix resurrection he is countery's partner yeah that's right um so he would be so perfect. Yeah, he would be really good. But we'll see what happens. Who, who is Glenn Howerton's brother? Not in real life, but they look the same. Yeah. So yeah. so me saying uh, Glenn Howerton and then you saying him, it's like either one, we're kind of getting the other. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think honestly, I love Glenn Howerton. I love It's Always yeah. Sunny. I think he'd be horrible as Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I, and I think he would say that. Okay, I think yeah, he would he, he would be a terrible choice for Mr. Fantastic. Okay. So people who think that it's like, what are you thinking? You know? I know. I think it's funny though, so that's why I just want to see it. Yeah. Well, I also don't want it because it would mean he would not be able to be in It's Always Sunny. Uh, anymore. That's that is true. Because the schedule would be far too demanding. Yeah. So um but yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh on Patreon we have uh the the Clone Wars movie this month. And then yeah, that's that. I hope you're having a good summer. Yeah. Stay cool. Oh, man, stay cool. Eat fresh. Party hard. <laughs>